Kenna mutsabi moloi. Morari wa Albertina, Mama Chona, le Joseph Mbutana moloi. Kele le kholokwe le hlaba kotswana. Le hlaba go ka le mao ka sebono. Le hlaba le isa gorong ha magotlwana. Magotlwana a eja a ihalana. A re khutla hape we eketsa motho wa wetsi. Welcome to the journey with Mpo podcast. A sacred space for healing, love, and rediscovering your life purpose. Introducing your host, Mpo. Hello, Journey with Mpo family. In today's episode, our conversation with Ali Indra Sky continues. Thank you for opening your space and energy to yet another episode. Welcome back. Thank you. I'm so honored. It's my pleasure. <laughs> Thank you for having me back. <laughs> How was Manifest? Manifest. 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 Okay. Yeah, yes. it was amazing. It's about honoring the sacred feminine. Oh. That's what that festival is all about. They have it every year. Okay. And so I attended a few workshops and there was really good music in the evening. Okay. Are you ready to dive head first into the questions? Oh, I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> Just hit me with it. <laughs> okay. We're going to start easy. Okay. For what in your life do you feel most grateful for? Oh my goodness. Oh. What a question. <laughs> what a great question. Oh, yeah, right? Gratitude at the center of everything. Yes, yes. I've been yeah. really thinking about appreciation a lot and how it can yeah. shift your experience going mm-hmm. into that emotion and how it can yeah. really help you work with your heart. Yeah. There's so many things that I'm so grateful for. I'm so grateful for my living situation. I'm mm-hmm. so grateful for the opportunities to to see to see. Yeah. Vision. Okay. Um let me explain a little bit more into okay. that. Yeah. Um the ability to be able to work on myself, like mm. to see where I'm at in my life, you mm-hmm. know, at least from the perspective of my own. Mm-hmm. And the desire to to become who I want to be and the drive to do that. So I'm I'm grateful for, I guess at the root of it, the reason why I'm that way is because of the pain that I've been through Mm. in my life. Mm. You know, if if everything was going well, it would just be going well and I would maybe not have the desire to, to do so much work, Yeah, you know, to go into it. So yeah, and everyone has their own journey, but you know, this is, I just have to accept that, my journey was the way it was and yeah. this is where I'm at. Oof. That's powerful. You're saying a couple of you're touching on things that I've been thinking about so deeply lately. Having the vision but also having the ability to pursue the vision seems like two different mm. things, right? Wow. Because sometimes we don't have the energy. We see the vision and we're like this is who I want to be or this is we see the faults in ourselves and the need for healing, mm-hmm. but we don't ever pursue it almost, you know? It's almost always there in the great distance. Like we push so far into the wrong direction when we're hurt, mm-hmm. but it's like, come, come, your mm-hmm. healing is this way. And just having that energy, because healing isn't, it's a beautiful process to go through, but it isn't a easy process. No, you know, yeah. Wow, what you said actually gave me shivers. <laughs> gave me shivers in my chest, actually, because you're so right. Yeah, I've been the, thinking about it. The ability to do it, like the like your circumstances. You know, so many people they 
like some people just aren't able to do it. Maybe they're super yeah. busy with their family or they're, you know, they're just trying yeah. to make ends meet and not everyone, it's like, it takes time. It takes effort. It takes yeah. energy. You know, I'm, I'm very lucky to be where I'm at right now because yeah. I don't have a lot of responsibilities other than myself. Yeah. I don't have to take care of anybody. Yeah. I have this amazing living situation. Yeah. I live in one of the nicest, beautiful, most beautiful places in the world. You do. Like, I feel so blessed and I'm so grateful for it. It just yeah. makes me I'm, it makes me want to cry. <laughs> Thank you for bringing that up because yeah. Yeah, you're you're right. There's such a difference between seeing that there needs to be work done and knowing that there is yeah. and actually being able being gifted the opportunity to do it. It's a gift. Yeah. It's a blessing. Yeah, because I do recognize the days of myself where I know what I'm supposed to do. I know the vision that I'm looking at, but it's the energy. It's like the willingness to go and get it. It's like, it's right there. What are you going to do? Like, no, but I have to work. Who's going to pay me if I don't work? What about all these bills? What about, you know, the people I have to take care of with this money? Like, yes, I see who I'm supposed to become. But right now, who I'm supposed to become isn't giving me what I need to be here now and survive but it's like you don't sound like you trust the universe mm. huh you have a lot of trust issues mm. yeah mm. I can relate to the trust issues yeah. as well yeah, yeah. I wow. think a lot of us do we don't yes. trust our intuition none of us do we're like yeah. Yeah. is it intuition or am I still falling into the same old trap again Right, yeah. right. It's so hard because we live in a physical world and everything is so dense. Yeah. So it's easy to go into that fear, you yeah. know, of like, oh man, what if I don't have enough money or what if I don't yeah. have enough? Yeah. Know, like always making sure that you have enough, but it's but there are times when you know you need you do need to listen and just let go a little bit and yeah. see what happens. <laughs> Whew. We started deep. <laughs> okay, and so we're getting a little bit into. The touchy subject for a lot of people, mm-hmm. um, but my favorite subject because I find that it's the one thing we look forward to, you know, mm-hmm. love, relationships. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like everybody wants somebody and we're coming into Valentine's Day, the love month, which is supposed to be the love year all the time, 365 or 66 of magic, Mm. you know, but we focus it in on this one special holiday that makes other people who may not necessarily have someone feel very lonely or left out or desperate, you know? Right, right. Yeah. Okay. So are you single or is it complicated? I am single and it's complicated. light why is it both well (laughs) I'm trying to be in a relationship with myself in a healthy relationship with myself and I've been working at it and that's why in the first episode I mentioned that I had taken time off from human beings 
in order to heal myself yeah. and just shed more light on like what is it that I need for myself, you know? Yeah. Taking yeah. that time. I think it's so, so important to take time out for yourself. Yeah. I, yeah. You know, I, I didn't want to be in a point where I was just jumping from relationship to relationship, just looking okay. for something that I could never find because mm. it's in, within me, you know? Mm. I didn't want to rely on other people to meet mm. my needs when no one could really truly meet my needs, you yeah. know? There, there will be people out, there are people out there who might be compatible with me, okay. who I could, you know, but I want to feel whole. Like, Ooh. I want to, yeah, I want to yeah. be in a space where where I feel whole and that mm. I can validate myself and I'm, I don't want to be so codependent on anybody else. Yeah. A lot of relationships are a codependent experience. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And even, you don't even have to be in a relationship to have the experience of codependency. Yeah. You know, like depending on social media for validation. Mm -hmm. How many likes do I have? Who's watching this? Like, yeah. you know, it's, it's very common in our society. Yeah. There's always the searching for more that isn't there. You know, yesterday I heard someone say, I think I was listening to a gospel channel on the radio, you know, and they were saying that there'll always be something better, someone better, a better mm -hmm. job, a better, you know, car, a better. And so we're in a generation now where it feels like you're always supposed to be yearning for better. And it's making it hard for relationships because it's like, well, what if I settle with, with, with this one person? What if I don't really like them? Or what if I, there's things that I is they better would they ever be better and there's a lot of people questioning that within their relationships like maybe I'm just settling you know and there's the whole don't settle for less girl go get your you know diamond or whatever but mm -hmm. it's like you have to find it within yourself mm -hmm. whatever you're looking for isn't out there somewhere and that's the hard thing I hear you say I took the time out to heal myself and so I'm almost wondering do you think it's possible to heal yourself while in a relationship? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think, yeah, if definitely, if your partner is supportive of that and if yeah. they, they're giving you space and, you know, yeah. yeah, it definitely, it is possible to have a supportive partner and heal yeah. yourself while you're in a relationship. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, you, you're not going to ever be perfect, mm. you know? I don't yeah. want to get caught up in the story of needing to be perfect either before yeah. I want to be in a relationship because maybe yeah. I will find someone and maybe it'll feel really good and really special. And But, you know, it's it might not all feel good. I, I'm going to have lots of anxiety. I, okay. I might yeah. have lots of anxiety. I'm, yeah. I don't want to say I'm going to because it's, you know, I don't yeah. want to solidify that word, but... Yeah. Right, and just being able to work through that. And I think it's a really, relationships can be a really amazing tool to be able to work on yourself because you have that mirror that's right in front of you. Mm. It's, it can be very powerful. Yeah. Yes. Like this is who you are and you have to confront those things about yourself. They're not going anywhere if you don't do anything about it. It, right. can, be, it can be a powerful experience, but you can also be... You know, the relationship can be the cause of your, you know, trauma. Mm -hmm. And though that's when I think it becomes necessary to step away yes. and take a break and say, okay, I'm getting more damage from this than I am improvement. You know, and this is not yes. to say we should rely on others for healing, but mm -hmm. it is recognizing the energy that they bring into the space that you may be exposed to and learning how to cut it off and say, okay, maybe not now. But maybe once I've done my healing, you know, we can get together. 
<laughs> right, right. And it's and every yeah. situation is different. Sometimes you do need to leave somebody. Sometimes mm-hmm. it is not healthy for you and yeah. sometimes it but sometimes you don't sometimes you do need a break or sometimes yeah. you know you need to move on and there's so many situations. Yeah. It's not a one size fits all. Yeah. So, so again, I'm going to circle back and ask this question in a different way. Do you think that it's possible to balance spirituality and a romantic relationship? Do you think those two kind of go together absolutely spirituality is in everything it's in every single thing Mm -hmm. it's in all the things (laughs) right it's an it's not just about crystals and singing bowls and yeah you know essential oils it's not you know (laughs) she mentioned all my favorite things i'm like check 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 yep check right it's not always about channeling people or out-of-body experiences it's it's spirituality is in the the midst of being a human being yeah in the third dimension you know I feel like that's where you're gonna that's where you're gonna grow that's why your soul came here yeah yeah is to be here Mm. the more you're here and the more you're working through this human experience I feel like the more rewarding your life is gonna be oh I love that I love that (laughs) (laughs) that that resonated with my soul I love that Okay, in the previous episode, you touched on the importance of guarding who you open yourself up to. Mm-hmm. Sounds like this is experience learned from hardship. Walk us through this. Were you always open or did you learn to become selective? Mm, yeah, I. there was a point in my life where I was way too open. I had no idea how to have boundaries and set boundaries. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's what caused a lot of things to happen for me yeah. to be like nope, I'm gonna, no one's gonna be here, like, I'm, it's just gonna be me right now, and I'm gonna allow people in as I feel like I can, and I'm gonna allow certain people in at certain levels, and so this is where I'm learning, I'm still learning work, and working on discernment about, you know, trusting people at certain levels, maybe not trusting people with everything, unless they're, you know, worthy, unless they're able, you know, unless I feel really good about it. Yeah. Yeah. That's hard, because I feel like, I don't know about you, but in my experience, a lot of people wear masks. You know, we spoke about people not honestly saying how they feel. Like, how are you? Oh, no, I'm good. But they've thought about killing themselves last night and you Mm. then bury them tomorrow. And you're Mm -hmm. like, oh, but you said you were okay, you know. And so that discernment becomes the vital role in understanding who's who and who's not who. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think that, you know, I, I've gotten more sensitive as I'm getting older and mm. I just, I can, I feel like I'm feeling it more. Yeah. I can rely more on my feelings than I could before when I was younger because I just yeah. didn't have that sense to do yeah. that. Um, yeah. cause it got lost somewhere when I was yeah. experiencing trauma. Yeah. You know? So, but now I feel like, yeah, I, I feel a little bit more of an ability to trust myself yeah um although it's not perfect and I'm gonna make mistakes you know Mm -hmm. I might make mistakes there might be errors I might have to withdraw I might have to write letters to people (laughs) you can just block you can block you can yeah you ghosting right 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 well depends you know it, it depends like um like writing letters to people can be a way. Like I, I there was a point where I did do, I where I did write letters to people because okay. I was not able to confront people in person or just yeah. didn't have as much desire to because maybe I was in too much pain and I didn't Ooh. want to go into the an into like in the moment experience where I was reactive. So I'm okay. like, okay, I, I should write it down, yeah. and and make sure this is really what I want to say because it can be so easy to react to people. 
So I think writing can be a really good tool. Look at you. Especially if they are important to you in your life. And if you want to maintain a friendship, it's really important to confront people. Okay. Or sometimes you just have something that you need to say to someone, even if you need to release them yeah. from your life, you know? Yeah. Um, but there are those times when you do just need to just not say anything because maybe that person just won't hear what you're saying. Mm. You know? There, so mm. it's like so many different ways to handle different yeah. situations. So I'm going to bring you to there is love. For self and others, which do you, would you say you prioritize? Well, if you don't have self-love, you can't love other people. Mm. So you really, I think, you know, you really have to prioritize yourself. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. and not, not, I'm not saying, like, just contain it in yourself and, you know, yeah. treat people like crap. That's not what yeah. I mean. Yeah. But, yeah, it really starts with yourself. Yeah. Especially with the healing that I'm going through. Yeah. Just starting over, like I'm a fresh born, newborn baby. You know, what am I gonna do for my, for my myself as a baby? <laughs> what would I? What What did I need back then? What, what, you yeah. know, what can I give myself now that will heal my prior wounds? Oh man, it's it's funny that you say that. When I um, wrote down the question, I said this is exactly what she's going to say because you cannot give from an empty cup. Exactly. Like you Oprah. just yeah, you have to be full, mm-hmm. you know, to give something that is of abundance because love is abundant, mm-hmm. you know. So you have to have it within first. So it almost seems logical that when you have self-love, you will have love for other people, you know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Kindness, compassion for yourself. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Once your cup overflows, then you can extend to other people. <laughs> Okay, sometimes a blockage in our ability to experience wholesome love is due to fear. Do you have any fears about anything in the world? Like everything. (laughs) Me too. I was reading about agoraphobia this morning. Uh Kind of like crowds, small spaces, but then it's as a result of multiple panic attacks over and over Mm. too. So you start to feel like looking at your environment being in that space is what caused the panic attack and so now you have agoraphobia Mm. yeah what do you what do you what kind of fears do you think you have I have a lot of fears (laughs) I have a lot of fears and it's and it's um I'm realizing that it's also it's not that I have these fears all the time Mm -hmm. but it's just there's certain times where I do need to stay home and I do need to nourish myself Mm -hmm. rather than going out and experiencing all this anxiety when I'm around like all these cars and people and energies um I I need to feel grounded before I go out and do that sometimes and sometimes you don't have a choice and you just have to ground yourself as best as you can but I'm noticing, you know, if sometimes I do need to be gentle with myself. I need to be delicate with myself and just lie in bed like I'm in a cocoon. Yeah. And just, you know, be in my little cocoon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have a solution for us. All right. So I think every place in the world should have crystals mm-hmm. and singing bowls, people playing singing bowls in the street while we work and whatever. And then AC should just sage up the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. There should be like constant sage all the time, just cleansing everything because I think part of what triggers anxiety in the outside world is that there's there's an energy that that's like working and so the people who work on self-healing and self-grounding when exposed to that are like newborn babies Mm -hmm. you know they almost instantly recognize it like I could sit in a room and go huh what changed and I can spot a few people in the room too and go 
ah, you came in with energy. Right. And it may not necessarily be bad energy, but it can be energy that's not matched to my vibration and frequency and is affecting me in a different mm-hmm. wavelength altogether. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, huh, we almost have to like, I, I, I'm trying to find the perfect grounding crystal and stone to kind of just be guarded up every time I'm out there because when I'm in the house I'm fine my space is balanced you know my space Mm -hmm. feels good I like being there I'm happy I don't have anything going on and then you go outside and you're like whoa what is happening (laughs) I do I'd like to offer another solution as well that I've been working on yeah so the more you work on your boundaries the more you work on honing in on what vibration you want to operate at right the more you're able to hold yourself in that positive vibration yeah and the more you're able to feel yourself okay the more you're able to maintain that when you're going out and not Mm. being so affected by other people okay and it takes I think it takes a it probably takes a lot of practice to do it because yeah yeah, I've been working at it just you know it's just feeling yourself it's also it also ties into codependency because a lot of people who do end up being codependent which is a lot of people a lot of our population it's because you're feeling the other person more than you're feeling yourself so you're catering to their needs Mm. more than you're catering to yours you know it's like it um yeah you're just so empathic in that way and that's a great ability but you really if you are like a natural empath or because of like trauma or whatever happened to make you that way to make you feel people yeah. so deeply yeah and and to, to, like to the point where you can't feel yourself yeah. you really have to work on feeling yourself and like yeah. you have to because I do I, I absolutely notice that I've been noticing it more and more yeah. just the more like that I'm in like the flow in a flow state and that positive vibration the less I get affected by anything else around yeah. me because I'm doing so well you know yeah. I have an issue with like okay so this is just one of my personal things yeah I just cringe when like you know I'm this like older men stare at me okay, okay. it happens a lot in Honolulu and <laughs> yeah. it scares me and you know it's just like I'm just like oh it just gives me this feeling because you know just yeah it triggers me yeah and so, but I, I get affect, and I notice I'm less affected by that when I'm, when I'm like in my feeling like I'm in my power. So yeah. it's like the more you come into your power, the more you're coming into your space. It's like the less you get affected by everything yeah. around you. And of course, you know, like sometimes it is your job to like put yourself in the place that you need to be at the, at the time that you yeah. need to be there. So sometimes yeah. you do need to remove yourself from a city. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes, you know, sometimes yeah. you need to go to the beach and it's just, yeah, there's that navigation. Oh. Feeling good. I like it. Okay. Ready for your first poem? Sure. So this poem is called My Weird Body. And I wrote it a few years ago. And I don't even remember completely what I wrote. So I'm just going to read it. (laughs) It's just a bunch of statements. So I was born prematurely. I had mysterious feet and leg pains that would come and go since I was a toddler and completely disappeared when I went to college. I had five wisdom teeth. I was diagnosed with scoliosis at age 12 and had an operation which brought my spine from a 47 degree curve to less than one degree. I now have titanium in my back. I've struggled with bloating throughout my life and my diet is now very limited. I have been a vegetarian since age 12 and a vegan since age 15 for a combination of health reasons and animal welfare. After a recent food sensitivity test, I do not eat soy, gluten, corn, nightshade, spinach, lemon, or orange. It is best for me to not have fruit, but berries are okay. I should also not be drinking vegetable juice, especially green juice, which is not ideal for my body. I can eat cooked greens, but I should eat them in moderation. 
I find that I can heal my body pretty well through meditation, especially in the digestive area. When I release tension during meditation, I can feel different muscles throughout my body popping. I used to have so much tension in my body that I would pinch nerves when I turned my head due to the amount of knots in my neck and this would cause me to have visual blackouts. I'm also very sensitive and find myself becoming more and more sensitive as I get older. I do not like sudden loud noises which make me feel like my body and the energy around it is vibrating. For this reason, I do not always enjoy being around many people and I'm now very selective about who I choose to be near. I'm trying to work with my boundaries and navigate this as much as I can. No matter how much pain a person or repressed emotion someone has, everyone is divine in their true nature. I feel the energy move around in my body as if it were tangible and I'm specifically aware of the places in my body where I have blockages, which changes from time to time. I sometimes get an intense pressure type of pain in my ear cartilage, which is usually caused by me being overwhelmed by people, places, or even my own mind. This pressure will sometimes suddenly disappear once I feel relaxed, and it will inevitably disappear when I get home. Oh man, oh man. Five wisdom teeth? <laughs> I had five wisdom teeth. All extracted? Yes, they were. How did that go? It went all right. <laughs> Fun facts about you. Things yeah. we didn't know. Right. It's just, I just decided to write this poem called My Weird Body. I don't know. It, it was years ago, so I didn't even, I, I honestly, today I was just looking through my archives and I was like, yeah. what, what is this? <laughs> so you also have a background in dance and guide aesthetic dance events? I do. Uh, okay. Dancing. How did this come about? So I was in a theater program when I was in high school. Okay. I went to a school that was the Center for Performing Arts. Okay. So I auditioned for the theater program, and I really didn't have much theater experience, but I got in. Okay. I was really excited about that. I did not get into the dance program. I had auditioned for the dance program as well. Okay. And I did not really have dance experience, but I did it anyway. I choreographed something to Blink-182. And I didn't get into the dance program, but the theater teacher at the time said I had a phenomenal audition. So okay. I was pretty happy and I was really blessed to be where I was because I love the theater kids. They okay. were so amazing, such a great community for me. Yeah. And I really believe I, I was in the right place where I was yeah. supposed to be. So dance came about because of the theater class that I was in where the mm -hmm. dance teacher was guiding us through something. Okay. And she thought that my movements were very interesting and she offered for me to join a composition choreography class where I okay. cho helped choreograph a dance that we performed. Okay. And okay. it was really amazing. Uh, I fell in love with dance and I decided to minor in dance in college. Wow. After that, having barely any experience, I just went for the dance minor. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... How would you describe like an aesthetic dance event? Like what happens? Yeah, so the way that I do it, I, I will sometimes guide some gentle yoga. Um, okay. There's so many different ways to do ecstatic dance. Like some ecstatic dances don't have any guidance at all and it's just free okay. dance. It's just free form, your, your organic movements to whatever music is mm -hmm. being created. Okay. I do like to have some kind of focus. Like I, I like to focus on manifesting okay. through okay. dance. Oh, so yeah, I, I like to have people do like a meditation okay. where they think about, you know, what are they trying to manifest right now in their life? What is the mm -hmm. most important thing to them? And I'll have them condense it maybe into a word or maybe even a short phrase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'll have them draw it out with different parts of their body. It's a technique yeah. that I learned to use, like, you know, your head, draw it out with your hips and use your body to create what you want to yeah. manifest and just to carry that energy and, and then to just like release it. 
I'm not releasing it, you know, completely, but just releasing the thought of it right now and just let the universe do its thing, you know? And then just go into your movements. Just move however you want to move. Like, yeah. experiment with lows and highs and yeah. just go into it. And then eventually I stop talking so they can enjoy themselves on their own <laughs> without my voice guiding them. But, yeah, and I like to create, you know, like, playlists that are kind of out there and, like, cosmic. That's why I call it cosmic yoga and ecstatic oh. dance. Yeah, I, I like to have, like, nice lighting. And I have a star projector machine that has project stars and the galaxy. That's really good. Yeah picture myself at one of those I did something similar at um veggie fest okay where it wasn't coordinated or planned by anyone but people just started getting up and dancing while mm. the drummers and the musicians were on stage and I was like oh feels good mm. to let your body just go yes because it almost feels like we're sometimes in mental boxes but also very physical boxes where you go what are people going to think what what kind of dance move is this am i crazy you know you start questioning yourself and you're like i'm in public why am i dancing like this but just that opening up and breaking down those barriers can be a really really healing experience like a regrounding and bringing yourself towards yourself and going oh i should do that more often Absolutely. Yeah. It's so important like to find your organic movement. Yeah. And also like I like to try to encourage people of getting out of the space of trying to perform for someone else or trying okay. to look a certain way or trying yeah. to like, you know, I just I want to make the most non-judgmental space as possible. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I, I just, you know, I really want people to just go for it. Yeah. yeah. So that's really Easy. awesome that you experience that at Veg Fest. Let's talk a little bit about your poetry. Okay. Do you remember when you first wrote your first poem? My goodness, I was probably in elementary school mm. doing it for school. Yeah. Yeah. Um, would you say that your style has changed since then, or do you pretty much still... I feel like I've been an angry poet since I've been a poet. Wow. Like, it's, it's never changed. I'm most motivated to write by anger, mm -hmm. and never like, oh, roses are red violets are blue my roses are red violets are blue poem is actually a domestic violence abuse poem mm. so it's like oh mm. no color no happy poem <laughs> I completely resonate with that because <laughs> most of my poem which is why I had a hard time finding poems last time okay, okay because most of my poems are angry and they talk about specific things that I needed to release yeah it's such a good release and mm. other people can relate to it too so it's like you know it it can really resonate um, but yeah, I, I chose a little, like my poems today are a little bit less intense than the ones because I didn't want to go into really, really just like, you know, really yeah. personal things in yeah. that sense. But um, but my songs are also, I also consider music to be a type of poetry. Oh yeah, it definitely is, I feel. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so I do remember my first song I ever wrote before I was even a musician. Really? I was seven years old and I had a golden retriever okay. who ate his own poop. And, oh. I, and the song was called Doo Doo. <laughs> yep, it was called Doo Doo. That was my first song I ever wrote. And what did your mom think about it? I don't know. I don't know if I ever sang it to her, but I sang it to my friends, and they liked it. <laughs> so, do you want me to sing it now? <laughs> I'm scared. I'm like, oh, why am I scared? All of a sudden, I have a little bit of fear. I'm like, do I want to hear the Doo Doo song? Hmm. <laughs> okay, get it. We're here, we're okay. in it. Let's go, okay. do do us up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm releasing my first song I ever wrote to the world. I was seven years old. This song is called Doo Doo. Okay. Doo doo, doo doo, 
That's his favorite food. He's always in a good mood. When he has his doo-doo, he likes it soft and juicy. When he's watching I Love Lucy, if you ate doo-doo, you'd see that he is just a cutie. Doo-doo, doo-doo, that's his favorite food. He's always in a good mood when he has his doo-doo. <laughs> that's good rhyming skills for a seven-year-old. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Would you say you write poetry or so, like I write songs much more than I write poetry at this point okay. yeah because I use songs as a, really as a way to release okay um, poetry without music though comes less often okay but it does come especially when I'm just feeling at a loss for for melodies yeah you know, there's sometimes I just feel that I just need to write words down okay yeah yeah. Do you ever envision a performance style where you're singing, 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 stop halfway, and then recite a poem, and then sing, 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 sing? I've Do never you, envisioned that. Yeah, like a blend of both worlds, maybe? Mm, sounds interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I've never really envisioned that. And honestly, my opinion of when I recite poems, it doesn't come, like, I feel like when I speak them, it doesn't come across the way that a poet, you know, like someone oh, like you, yeah. you know, I just... Maybe I have a harder time doing poetry. Maybe I yeah. just don't have enough experience with yeah. it and practice enough of it. But I just feel like I'm. It's just can be easier because I know the melody to my song and I get okay. into the feeling a little bit more than yeah. I'm able to when I'm speaking. I just find myself getting really. I mean, I'm nervous yeah. either way, no matter what I'm yeah. performing. But yeah. with speaking, it's it feels a little harder for me actually yeah. my, with my poetry at least. That's what I feel too. Surprising. It's surprising to me that you say that because I feel like oh man, a lot of people have this cadence this way that they say the their words and sometimes I go oh that isn't necessarily like a really good poem it's only a good poem because of how they're reading it but if you gave it to me and I looked at it on paper I'd go oh not such a great poem you know so more and more but it's it's establishing your own voice right you don't want to be like everyone you don't want to sound like everyone you want to embrace an art form but you still want to retain a part of yourself you know you don't want to lose that part of yourself so I just go okay how would Mpo say this and how would that sound and that's why slams are so nerve-wracking for me because I'm like everyone kind of has the sway that they sound and you're not there like you don't have the pauses or the hand movements or the eye contact or the thoughtful like I'm about to drop some deep full shit <laughs> kind of thing, you know, but I'm like, it works yeah. when you find what's true to you and you stick to it no matter what. You're like, okay, I'm here. This is how I say my poetry. Yes. Some people may like it. Some people may not like it, but I'm here for myself. Right. And whatever you're doing, it works. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's working for you. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> um, okay. Ready for your second poem? Sure. All right, this poem, this poem is called Worthy. I am worthy because I breathe. I am worthy because I have a heartbeat, not because of what I do for others. I have been on a journey of setting boundaries to create a life that is boundless for myself. 
I had rough beginnings from a family who could not see my intrinsic worth unless I did something for them. The child in me screamed in silence. I became a machine that sought approval, thought I had to overextend myself, thought I had to say yes, thought I had to give, and was completely lost in the desires of others. I had no idea what I wanted. I was blown by the wind. I had the world on my shoulders and I was programmed to feel like I owed other people. I left my mother and stepdad, no communication. It was far too toxic for me to handle. It was very easy because no one, no one really cared. No one was there because they genuinely wanted to spend time with me. But this is the last time she will have to scream because she is her. I absolutely love that call. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. I knew it was going to be powerful when it started with I am an affirmation. Mm. I am worthy. Okay. Um, when did you write it? Probably around 2017. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. around that time. I was busting out a lot of poems at that time <laughs> to try to heal, release it. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And looking back now, would you say you have come into better light? Oh yes, absolutely. Yeah. That poem doesn't completely reflect how I feel now. Yeah. It, I, I do feel worthy and all the positive statements are true, but yeah, yeah I was in a different space than I am at this moment in time. So was it a good release to then write it and maybe did it help your healing journey Absolutely. to say, okay, for me it almost feels like you put it down on paper and you can see it, right? Mm -hmm. You're like, okay, this is where my head is at with this particular situation. Right. Yeah. Oh. But it also sounds like it's written to your younger self. Definitely. Did it feel that way? Was that the intention with it to write to your younger self? Yeah, I think part of it was to write to my younger self and it did talk about my inner child and how she no longer has to scream because now the grown-up me is seeing that I am worthy and I don't need to overextend myself to other people to be noticed and mm. I, I can do all that for myself. I can notice myself and mm. I can create self-worth and you know feel that I'm enough. Not that I'm anywhere near where I want to be with that, Yeah, but... I can do it, you know? Like, I'm here now. I'm here now. I don't have to scream. Yeah. Do you think it's important to have an awareness of where kids learn love? You've worked with children before, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. Most of my do? life I've worked with children. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would think that where we learn love as children affects our entire the, the most part of our adulthood Absolutely. right how we see things how we react to things how we behave to things and there's sometimes not necessarily the right way we don't learn the right ways to love absolutely especially yeah. between the ages of you know infant to seven mm -hmm. even when you're in the womb that mm -hmm. will affect you as well mm -hmm. what happens to your mother and the emotions she's experiencing and how she feels about you and all those things mm -hmm. will affect you yeah yeah because I, I look back and I go, hmm, you know, because the inner child thinks it lacked love 
earlier on, it almost we in school we learn that we work for the things that we lack, right? That those things don't come easy. And so the simple and most basic human need, love, almost feels like you have to work for it to get it good. But sometimes we get into situations where we work in the wrong places. Right, trying to get other people's approval. Mm. It's always about getting the teacher's approval. Like, you know, a lot of people are fishing for compliments. And mm. we just learn that we we think that we need to get it from other people. Yeah. Sometimes we just need to, we, we, like, compliments are great, yeah. and they're healthy, and it's yeah. good to have them, but you don't want to rely on those things Yeah. to create your self-worth. Thank you so much. Thank you. So honored. Such a pleasure. Thank you so much for Always being here. Always an incredible, incredible pleasure. Like, my heart is full, and I'm feeling a thousand times better than when I first walked through your door. Super calm, super balanced, very good energy, very good space, and very good conversation too. I feel the same way. I feel so good. I feel so cleansed. I feel amazing. So yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're gifted. I love it. I, it's so, I don't talk like this to many people, and I feel very comfortable talking to you. So thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right, JWM family, that is Mastering Your Higher Self with Ali. You are on Instagram. I am on Instagram. Okay. Yes. Plug yourself in. Shameless plug. Sure, sure. And, you know, I just post a lot of, like, dog pictures and some music here and there. And, you know, you'll probably get some pictures of trees and stuff. But my uh, my Instagram handle is rising underscore underscore eagle. And then you have a business. No? Do I? I saw a business page that said Alicia Grand something something. Hmm. So I've had... Um, I have... I've had Rising Eagle Wellness, which is what I was calling my yoga. Okay. Yeah, okay. but right now I'm just teaching at a hotel. I, I do plan to, to start teaching more independently again. Okay. But yeah, I'm, I'm actually really, right now I'm really, really focusing on music because I really think that's my true er passion. Like, yoga's great, but... It is your gift. Right, it's just something that I'm really feeling like yeah. I need to work on, so that's what I'm doing. Okay, so she's planning on getting more out this year i would keep in touch on the open mic events um, anything you fancy doing you see yourself doing in terms of the music like going out to perform where people can see you. i could definitely see myself going back out to perform again okay yeah i'm not exactly sure where and how it's going to happen but i really think something's going to happen and or whether it's just me feeling more comfortable in my music and yeah. putting more stuff online i'm doing youtube Okay. Yeah, I, I did put up a YouTube channel. Um, it's under, I believe, if, if you research the name Ali Indra Sky, okay. you'll be able to find me. Okay, go ahead and subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. We don't do the whole cool, ah, welcome to my YouTube channel. This is me. No. But it will be worth your time. This young woman is absolutely phenomenal. You will keep seeing more of her things on our page. We'll share it on our stories and anything new. If she comes up with an album, we'll be the one of the first few people to let you know. Okay, until then, mahulukwe kiyotaba riwile. Aloha.